Footy Live's finals coverage is brought to you by Simmons Homes. Every day across Australia, it's tools up for Team Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget. So if you're ready to join the hundreds of Australians, they're welcoming home each and every month. Talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder. Now, Aaliyah Aaliyah's defensive mastery and four-goal Fantasia propelled Port to another prelim while the Cats were left licking their wounds. Melbourne, seeking to end the competition's longest premiership drought, sailed into a staycation week while Brisbane were left to deal with even more injury concerns. It's now been 6,208. 6,208 is the number since Essendon won a final after the Bulldogs showed why they're sitting pretty in the top two for most of the 2021 season. Whilst the Battle of the Bridge proved to be the game of the weekend, the courageous Giants had a one-point victory that saw them progress west. It was Toby Green who shouldered all the headlines for all the wrong reasons. It's now time for Sudden Death Footy Boys. Overreactions are rife. The speculation is endless, but luckily, with me to sort the footy fables from the funnels facts, thanks to Simmons Holmes, is Footy Live's resident experts, Nick Bulimino and James Sabo. Welcome, boys. And how are we feeling before week two of the AFL finals? Uh, I'm feeling good for two big reasons as well. Firstly, you got the number of uh, days without a finals win for Essendon last week. You absolutely copped it from the Essendon fans because yeah. you got it wrong. Uh, slip of the tongue. And also, I don't think we should bring up the Toby Green incident because Nick is still fiery about that one. You should have seen the abuse I copped from him after we recorded that midweek pod. Um, he's absolutely filthy. He thinks he should have got off. So let's not bring that up. But I'm pumped because he's not playing tonight and Geelong will win. No, I'm pumped as well. It's, I don't know, in finals, a week seems like so long. The days go slower for some reason, but I'm just keen to get back into it. Two big games this weekend. Mm-hmm. And as we said, the days do go slower and that means the media needs to fill up those days with hot takes, double downs and reruns. And so question without notice, boys, we overreact to week one all the time. So is it better to finish in the top four and lose or to finish outside the top four, win and take the form with you? Which side of that fence do you sit on? Oh, it's definitely better to finish top four and lose because we've seen it before. Teams can win the flag from that position. It's very hard to win it when you're outside. I mean, only the doggies have done it in recent times from seventh. So they'll be happy that they... They won last week, but I think you always want to finish top four. And if you lose, that's that's the benefit of finish top four. You get the second chance. So that's where I'd head. And usually, I mean, this year, if anything, if you lose, you usually get home ground advantage, but that's not the case for Geelong tonight. So if there's ever a year where you want to be outside that top four, win the elimination and go into the semis with a bit of momentum and not playing at a ground filled with Geelong supporters, it's, it's this year. Well, there we go. The contradictions have already begun, which is good form for the podcast. So let's get cracking into our two-game previews. We start tonight, semi-final action, Geelong versus GWS at Optus Stadium. Big clash between two newly minted rivals on, as you said, neutral territory out west at Optus Stadium. It's the first funnels meeting between these two clubs after Geelong suffered their fifth consecutive qualifying funnel loss causing even more concerns and doubts over Chris Scott's finals capabilities, whilst the Giants hung on. Apparently, they were spooked in the final quarter against the the Bloods, the Sydney Swans, and everything went right for them to hang on, including some desperate acts from Toby Green. But as we mentioned, he will not be playing this week Mm. after copping a huge suspension. But, Nico, they've beaten the Cats before without their stars. 
How are they going to do it again this week, the Giants? Well, that's it. They, they won by 19 points in round 21 at Cadinia Park only a few weeks ago. Although it's probably not the best game to look at as a preview because Toby Green did play in that one, kicked four. I think Dangerfield and Rowan as well got injured early on. Tom Stewart played 10 marks. Hogan didn't play. But nonetheless, if anything, it shows that the Giants match up quite well against the Cats. And Geelong would have definitely preferred playing Sydney this week, I think. Um, because the Giants, they can stretch Geelong's defence. They've got Hogan, Himmelberg, Zach Sproul kicked two last week's. And the formula to beat Geelong is pressure footy. We know that. So putting them under the pump, uh, not only letting them control the game on, the, uh, on their terms, but winning the midfield battle. Uh, and the Giants midfield, as we know, runs deeper than most. Josh Kelly, Callan Ward, Tim Taranto's in great form. Hopper, Cornelius had another week um, under his belt. Whitfield had 34 last time out against the uh, Giants as well. And DeBoer, you'd think he goes straight to Dangerfield. So Geelong's biggest threat, I think, to the Giants is their forward line with Cameron and Hawkins. So to keep them quiet, um, the, like, if you keep them quiet, uh, like we saw last week in Port Adelaide, the Cats lose. Uh, so the Giants can do that through Haynes and Taylor. There's Phil Davis come back in. So they won't make it easy for Geelong. I think the Giants, they're a finals caliber side. They have experience. And I don't know, that Geelong record is uh, looking a bit lopsided and the pressure's going to be on them. On the flip side of that, Jimmy, Geelong's mm. second week performances are actually quite good. I believe they've won four of their last five in week two of the finals. Yeah. Why will they bounce back this week against the Giants? Yeah, well, it's just standard behaviour from the Cats, isn't it? They lose their first week and they've won the last three semifinals. So they're used to this. It's fine. They, they bounce back. There's, there's no problems for Geelong, I think. You look back, Nico was talking about that clash I think it was in round 21. The Cats had 20 more inside 50s. They just wasted their opportunities. I think they went at about 32% uh, efficiency, uh, accuracy at goal when the Giants really made the most of their inside 50s. I, I can't see that happening again. I can't see Geelong wasting that many amount of opportunities when they go inside 50. Especially, you know, Hawkins didn't have his best game. No one had their best game for Geelong last week. I, I see them bouncing back, man. You look at this... The team have been building for 10 years, Nico. 10 years have been building for this. They topped up, especially for this year. It's just hard for me to see them bowing out of finals without a whimper. Like, this is the year they've been building for. They've done it before. Lose week one, come back, bang, and they're, and they're firing, ready to go. They When they lose contested ball, they lose the game. Every time they've lost contested ball this year, they've lost the game. So they, they need to get it right around... The midfield is not going to be easy. You know, Nick, I mentioned the caliber of midfielders there for GWS who are absolute stars. It's not going to be easy, but I think the amount of talent that they've got in the side Geelong, they'll, they'll fix that up. You know, Chris Scott swung the ax a little bit, but Zach Tui's back. So when you, when you look at no Zach Tui um, and, and no Stewart in that side for the last few weeks, the horse is going to be hard in defense, but I think Zach Tui offers a lot more. So he comes back in, Geelong can get their, you know, control back in the game, control possession against the Giants. If they learn to deal with that pressure and take their opportunity. And let's not forget the best three forwards, if Gary Rowan plays up forward again, you've got three, you've got Hawkins, Cameron and Gary Rowan up forward. When they're firing, it's the best three in the comp. So, you know, I, I just don't see them bowing out Geelong. They win this game tonight for me. The forward potency of Geelong kind of raises the point here for the Giants. Without Toby Green... Who steps up as the kind of key man up front? Like, can we trust a Jesse Hogan? Do we roll someone forward from the midfield? How do they plug that gap there, Nico? 
Yeah, well, like you said, Jesse Hogan, um, Himmelberg as well. I mentioned a couple of the key forwards, but a couple of times when Toby Green wasn't playing this year, we even saw Tim Taranto go up forward as that small forward role. I think he kicked four against the Tigers a few weeks ago. So he can plug that hole. Thanks for reminding. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. He's a quality player and they've got uh, plenty of quality midfielders that can go forward as well. So uh, I think they can, yeah, I think they can plug that hole just fine. Mm. And as you said, Jimmy, it's the same old, same old for the Cats. But do you think that mentally wears them? There's been a lot of commentary this week about Dangerfield trying too hard or so much along, you know, under too much stress to try and make it and get, get it done themselves. How can we be sure? Well, you can't always be sure, but like what kind of indicators have you seen that uh, the Cats can turn us around from like a, an individual personnel point of view? In the last four weeks-ish, the last bit of the season, not much, to be fair. We haven't seen much because it's the, the last few weeks have been the most poor we've seen from Geelong all year. So that's not a great sign. Plus the fact Dangerfield has a broken hand. But I've just got that, <laughs> just that faith in them that they can bounce back because they've done it before in previous years. So, and like I said, I mean, the fact you've been building for this since, you know, 2012, since that flag, you've been building for this and have topped up especially for this season. Like this is their grand final tonight. They have to win it. There is no, and if you if you go back from here, I think the the fear is in them that if they lose this, where to from here? Yeah, there's been talks about Chris Scott. Does he depart Geelong? Do we try and get him somewhere else? Like this is that's the faith I've got. In the last four weeks, I'll be honest, we haven't seen much. It's been the the, the worst we've seen Geelong in a while. But they can bounce back. Their quality. It's Geelong. Go the Catters. There we go. So time for our honest tips. Last chance to flip-flop on your arguments made. Nico, you sticking with the Giants? And if so, how by how much? I am sticking with the Giants. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, I'll go with about a two-goal margin, 12 points. And the same with you, Jimmy. Sticking with the Cats and by how much if you are? Yeah, no, I'll stick with the Cats. Uh, that was real, what I was saying before. Um, I think it's going to be tough, man. The midfield, on paper, I mean, GWS are just as good, if not better, in the midfield, especially on form now. But uh, no, the Cats will win by a couple of goals, I feel. I reckon they'll win by 11 points. Something different about the Giants this year, especially in the second half. I had been a big hater of uh, Leon Cameron's mm. coaching uh, prowess from the start of the season. need to apologise to him again. Well, if he gets it done today, I'll, I'll, I'll make an official <laughs> press conference apology. We'll hold an emergency footy live press conference where I will officially apologise. As you should. We'll even get him on the pod. We'll just say, hey, we'll do it, we'll do it live face-to-face. Yeah. I reckon big mummy backing up is, is is great if he if he gets it done because that gives them some supreme ruck dominance. Roll it into the midfield dominance. As as Nico said, Timmy Taranto, what a gentleman, what a legend. He'll step into the, the role of Toby Green, but it will be a close game. I'm saying Giants by less than a kick. All right, second game of the weekend, the semifinal two, Brisbane versus the Western Bulldogs down at the Gabatoir. The Bulldogs will have to overcome a testing travel schedule and a ferocious Brisbane home crowd if they are to reach the grand final this year. And it's not all rosy for the Lions either, though, because their title hopes rest on how they can cope without their influential forward, Daniel McStay, after yet another injury. Brisbane's high-scoring ways were heavily restricted by Melbourne last week, but can their small forwards wreak havoc against the Dogs, Nico? Yeah, well, the Lions, for me, they're playing at home, and I think that's the biggest factor for them in this game. We know how good the Lions can be. Uh, They've shown it plenty of times this year. And they weren't that all flash hot, flash hot last week. But, yeah, they returned to the Gabba now where they've won nine out of their last ten. That one loss was in round one, their first visit to the Gabba for the season where they lost to Sydney. 
And since then, they re- they've responded. They went on to win the next nine by an average winning margin of 49 points. So it's their fortress. They don't lose there. It's, the place is always rocking and it will be again for a finals match. And the Dogs, even though they won by 49 points against the Bombers, I'm still not convinced that they're playing their best footy at the moment. Uh, we know that can change quickly, but the Lions at home, I just think, will be too hard to stop. On the flip side there, Jimmy, yep. do we take much away from the Dogs' form? Do we take last week as confirmation that they're back and that they are the top two side that they once were? Or do we look the last four or five weeks before that and show that they were actually on a downward trend and they got lucky to face Eston in the first week of finals? Well, I'm trying to be optimistic about the dogs, which is my job for today. Um, and I would say you, you take a lot out of that second half. They were really impressive, though, when you look at that. And they kept the uh, the Dons goalless. Their midfield got on top. And contested possession was a little bit of a problem for them in their last half of the year, which is at, at the start of the year, they were dominating in that uh, in that regard. Libel was getting them. He was going to break the record for clearances. Last week, they went plus 22 in contested possessions, which was only the fifth time they did it this year, which is impressive because you've got to look at um, that confidence they got from there. They started playing their best footy in that second half. And when you compare both midfield, yeah, it's going to be tough. Like Brisbane have a great midfield, but Marcus Bontempelli, the player's MVP, Jack McRae, who just can't stop touching the ball, Tom Liberatore, who's in and under, gets those clearances. And and actually Adam Trelaw, I think last time these two teams played in at Mars Stadium, was a while back in round four, he got best on ground. So that, you know, that stacks up. And I think it will be one in the midfield. Talk a lot about... Uh, also, Brisbane's attack doesn't have McStay. They don't have Hipwood. They've got to rely on Joe Danaher, who went goalless last week. You've only got um, Cameron, who's who's kicking goals. I think the Doggies can get on top in that regard. So they win it out of the midfield. Their backline stacks up because the, the Lions, who were a high-scoring team, can't score without their key forwards. I think the Doggies can get it done. Potential hiccup for the Doggies, though, is going to be their preparation. They're flying out of Tasmania today. They're allowed to have one training session on the ground before the game on Saturday sure. night. Good rest. And they have to spend yep. the rest of the time in a hotel between two levels of the hotel. Netflix, beautiful. Is that is that okay? Or are we concerned about the fact that not only does Brisbane get the home ground advantage, but they also get the uh, the luxuries of being living in Queensland under uh, non-COVID conditions? No, nah, it's fine. I mean, we've seen this year that teams can go and travel and be put in harsh conditions and still get up for games. I mean, sometimes... When you're going away and traveling with your mates, it can bond you together. You get closer because of it and you go out there and fight together. Brisbane might be too relaxed. They're sleeping at home. They're not thinking about footy. They're, they're, they're with their families. They're doing other things. The doggies get to prepare. They're resting. They're with their mates. They're watching Netflix together. It's great. Good fun. They're up and about. They win this game. That's that solid argument making, even if it is not 100% convincing. And for Nico, <laughs> is it a case of Charlie Cameron or bust for the, for the Lions or can we see someone else stepping up? There was uh, Some of the teammates have been nominating their other teammates to fill the holes left by uh, Daniel McStay and co. Daniel McStay is a big loss, but also Joe Danaher last week. It was his first week where he didn't kick a goal for a whole game. Other than that, he's bagged at least one every single week. So I expect him to bounce back in form. Again, like, as I said, it's at the Gabba. Um, I think the lines will be full of confidence. And Charlie Cameron, he loves playing at the Gabba. I'm going to save him for... Uh, my house bet coming oh, up in a second, but um, yeah, I, I think I think they'll be fine going forward. They they know how to kick goals. They're a high scoring team. 
There we go. All right, time for our honest picks. So I'll give Jimmy the chance to flip first because I think he's pretty keen. You know what? I was I was going into this thinking Brisbane win this. There's, there's no chance for the doggies, but I nearly convinced myself. I'm actually I'm I might need to take five seconds to kind of think about my decision. I'd rather Nick go first because I'm just trying to weigh up everything here. I made a good argument for the dogs. There you go, okay. Can you say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sticking with the lines. Again, at home, they'll win comfortably. Comfortably. What's comfortably? Three goals, four goals, six goals? At least 20 points. More wow. than 20 points. Wowee. Look, I'm not that confident. Look, I think the, the Gabba, they're 9-1 there, Brisbane. They don't look, and like Nico said, the last game early in the season, I think it was the first game. I think the venue does it. I just, I think the doggies can get on top in the midfield, but I really think Brisbane at the Gabba, they're primed for this. I can't see Danaher going goalless again. Ugh, I'm going Brisbane by one point. I'm going the doggies here. I've got a funny feeling. A lot of the, the press coverage about Bevo at the moment, he's got his hunters and collectors vibe going. He's, he's, I feel like the doggies are a, are a club, especially under beverage, that need narrative to be successful. And even everything to go with like the COVID, having to go from Tassie to Brisbane, live in a hotel, he can sell that to his players. It's all about us now. It's us. We're the underdogs. They love being the underdogs, the Western Bulldogs. I think it plays into their mentality. They, they like to be... They like to be the hunters, not the collectors. So I think, I think that plays in. I reckon they're going to have a scrappy game. It's going to going to go the way of the dogs, and I reckon the doggies win it by about twelve points in the end. Be interesting. See if Taylor Duray. I reckon he goes to camera and he could keep him quiet. That's I'm worried about that too. But no, I'll I'll stick with Brisbane by one point. Speaking of sticking with it, it's time. To yep. Our infamous. Put your house yep. on it picks brought to you by Simmons Homes. Every day across Australia, it's tools up for Team Simmons because their people stand by their promise to start building your new home on time and on budget like they are doing for Nico. So if you're going to join the hundreds of Australians that are welcoming home each month, talk to Simmons, the great Australian builder. Now, little Monopoly board check here. I think I got mm. myself a little, little red house to put next to my name last week, as did Nico. And currently, Jimmy's bunking Rub on the couch. Couch surfing, nice. he's gone houseless. So how are you going to win your house back this week, Jimmy? Oh, well, you always know that you should chase your losses. I'm just doubling down. I'm going to double down on what I said last week. So Tom Hawkins, he kicked two. I had him down for three. He had an opportunity to kick three. Didn't get it. They had a horrible week. If they have a good night tonight, which I think they will, he'll kick three. So I'm going to... you. Contact Simmons Homes. You get that house built. They're going to turn it around by tonight. But not really. Don't hold me to account on that. They'll build it by tonight. And you put that house on Hawkins kicking three goals. He kicks three minimum this week. I'm doubling down. There you go. And I reckon if he kicks four, then you get an average of six over two weeks. And then you mm. get your two houses. Then I get my two houses. I could get it back. So you there you go. get it back. So there you go. Hashtag girl responsibly. <laughs> Nico. What are you putting your yeah. house on? Well, your second house on this week. Yeah, I'm putting it on Charlie Cameron to kick a bag. I, I don't know what the number's going to be. No, you have to pick a number. I, no, no, no. I'll just say he'll be the leading go- uh, okay. goal scorer for I tonight. Like I like that. Um, yeah, he loves playing at the Gabba. He's kicked 15 goals there in the last four games, uh, three goals on three of those occasions, and then six on the other. So he just loves playing there. He's in form. He's going to be the leading goal scorer. There we go. I'm going for a goal kicker too. We're all going the goal kickers this week, which is uh, mm. very risky. We obviously, you know, are doing well for ourselves if we can afford to take those risks. Mine is cometh the moment, cometh the gentleman. So obviously there's a big angry hole in the GWS forward line where Toby Green used to be. And as Nico expertly alluded to about 12 minutes ago, 
Tim Taranto will be the boy to step up, become a man on the final stage and uh, kick a cheeky bag himself. So I've got him to kick two or more goals, and that's based on prior performance against the Cats. He kicked two against them in round 21, and he also kicked four against the Tigers, filling in in that Toby Green role. He's a Mr. Fix-It, Leon Cameron's go-to man this this season, and he'll fix that problem of goal scoring. And, uh, yeah, he'll get the, get the Giants across the line. It's time for us to head off and start prepping for the tonight's coverage. All of Footy Live's Funnels coverage is brought to you by Simmons Homes, but also brought to you by us, the Footy Live app and editorial team. So don't forget to follow all the action in the app, along with our takes and opinions. Until Monday, enjoy your footy.